0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Santa H, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, September 7, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 161, second paragraph, beginning with, but life among Alcoholics Anonymous. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Hoodie R, The Twelve Traditions, Donna M, and reading the literature for today are Du L, Sharon R. S. and Amy E. The share ID for Sunday, september sixth, our special edition meeting by Rebecca F. Our speaker, titled Beyond Our Wildest Dream is seven nine seven. O.A. Preamble, Overeaters, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book studies, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And now I will ask Hoodie R. to read the 12 steps. Good morning,
1: Hoodie. Good morning, Santa. This is Hoodie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Israel. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. With that, I pass. Thank you, Hoodie R.
0: Now I I will now ask Donna M. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Donna.
2: Hey, good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service. This is Donna M. Compulsive Overeater from Wisconsin, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Donna M.
0: How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Everyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book on page 161, the second paragraph, beginning with but Life Among the Alcoholics Anonymous will be reading two paragraphs ending with his belief in R. Uh, the first paragraph will be for comments, for me, I'm sorry, the first paragraph for context and comments will be focused on the second paragraph. I will now ask Du L. to get us started. Good morning, Du. Good morning.
3: Um reading begins but life among alcoholics anonymous is more than attending gatherings and visiting hospitals cleaning up old scrapes helping to settle family differences explaining the disinherited son to his irate parents lending money and securing jobs for each other when justified these are everyday occurrences no one is too discredited or has sunk too low to be welcomed cordially if he means business social distinctions, petty rivalries, and jealousies. These are all left out out of continents. Being wrecked, uh, wrecked in the same vessel, being restored and united under one God, with hearts and minds attend to the welfare of others. The things which matter so much to some people no longer signify much to them. How could they? Under only slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place in many Eastern cities. In one of these, there was a well-known hospital for the treatment of alcohol and drug addiction. Six years ago, one of our number was a patient there. Many of us felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. We are greatly indebted to the doctor in attendance there, for he, although it might be prejudiced, his own work has told us of his belief in ours. Good morning. This is Duel, Recover Compulsive Overeater. And um, <clears throat> you know, it talks about, you know, under slightly different conditions, where are the different conditions. Well, you know, the, the paragraph before that was talking about how to how to bring this message in an informal gathering, um, you know, to families, to friends, to um, workplaces, to uh, different places there. Um, but now they're saying these different conditions is that the setting is more of an informal setting. Um, it's going to be at a hospital. And and this well-known hospital, as we know, it's the town's hospital on Park Avenue in New York City. And, you know, six years ago, one of the our patients, which was Bill W., came into the, that attendance. And this doctor that's talking about is Dr. Silkworth. And it says, um, the sentence I want to focus on, it says, many of us felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. Well, why was that? Because, you know, for the very first time in history, people were starting to recover. People were starting to put down the alcohol and start to work a program where they would be restored to a same way of thinking and a same way of drinking. And for us, it's the same way of eating, right? And so if we apply the same program, it will have the same results. And this doctor, um, he was counted as a medical saint because he brought the idea that, you know, that there was an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. And that through this spiritual work, um, through getting connected with a higher power, that people can restore and then he put it to the test with the alcoholics to see if that would that would happen and in the doctor's opinion it says that with some misgiving they consented to these people going through the hospital and talking yet to other alcoholics and they waited to see if the results would happen at least this doctor before he he signed his Hancock on this document called the doctor's opinion he waited a while he waited a couple of years before to see what the result was, and sure enough, it did work. But in the meantime, he kept advocating for these alcoholics. And what does advocate mean? Um, advocate, uh, according to the, according to the dictionary, I just want to look it up here for a minute. It says to support those who are who defend or believe in our cause or an idea, and that's what this doctor did. He believed in our cause and in our idea. And he took a part in helping these alcoholics to come to the twelve steps. And I, I'm personally grateful because if he didn't do that, I, I would not be here today, you know, with these twelve steps.
0: And with that I pass. Thank you, do el Now who would like to share who would like to comment on that second paragraph that was just read? Nessa R. Nessa R. Anyone else? Sorry. Well, Nessa R, you can get us started. Good morning. I'm, Angela okay. D. I'm sorry. Who, who else came in?
4: Angela D from Upper Westchester. Thank you.
0: Angela D. I have Nessa R. Angela D. Anyone else? Would I like, to, Amy would I like e. to comment?
5: Amy E. Stephanie
0: C. Stephanie
5: C. C. This is Deborah W from Grand Rapids.
0: Hello, Deborah W. Larry. Larry K. Okay, we'll get started with that. Thank you all. We have Nessa R, Angela D, Amy E, Stephanie C, Deborah W, and Larry K. Nessa R, good morning. You're up first.
6: Hi. Good morning. My name is Nessa R. Recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um. My kids go back to school tomorrow, so I don't know if I'm gonna be able to um, be able to listen to the meeting live um, uh, much longer. So um, it's been great to be to be on live this summer. What a what a privilege! So it looks like it's gonna be back to listening to the recordings for me um, at least um, on a on a regular basis. But uh, I'm I'm so glad that uh, I'm kind of leaving off with this uh, with this paragraph which is the same is taking place in many eastern cities because this coming Wednesday we're starting a study meeting here in Toronto, and I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, There's lots of meetings in Toronto of all kinds of um, food addiction fellowships, including OA, many, many meetings. Uh, And none of them, in my opinion, is truly strong. Um, You know, there's in, in some of them a lot of abstinence, uh, but they're overly focused on the tools and on the abstinence. And even the ones who uh, read from the big book, it's not really a big book study. It's more like, you know, let's read from the big book for 10 minutes and then let's go around and share about what's happening in our lives. And so this one, it's truly going to be um, paragraph by paragraph, a big book study, sharing what the instructions in the big book mean to us. Um, and God willing, with God's help, will, Be able to spread the message that ours is a spiritual disease based on an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind that can only be arrested if we do two things. Uh, Number one, putting down the food um, honestly, diligently, consistently, um, and without any loopholes. And two, working the steps um, in accordance with the instructions in the big book. And so I'm just very, very excited that uh, at least we're going try, to be trying to carry this message to, uh, to those who still suffer in this city in this way. And I am so grateful for the opportunity to have shared this summer with you. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank
0: you,
5: Nessa R. Angela D. Sorry, I
4: took so long, couldn't get unmuted. Angela D. from Upper Westchester, thank you for your service, Sonia. Okay. Hello? I hear you. Okay, okay, honey, thank you. Under only slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place in many eastern cities. And as you read the rest of it, in western cities, too, as we go to the next paragraph. But anyway... Anyway, there's always a way to get to a meeting. All I have to do is take an action and find it. Okay? You have to find a meeting for alcoholics, for overeaters, for druggers. They're all around the place. Right? So under only slightly different conditions, the same thing is taking place in many cities. So this guy, Bill W., six years ago it talks about many of us have felt for the first time what the presence and the power of God within the walls when Bill W was there when Dr. Bob was there when Bill D was there here's the doctor here's the doctor that's telling you I'm telling you He is precious therefore he although it might prejudice his own work has told us of his belief in Oz The door is open. These men, these men went and worked. They didn't even have a book at that time,
0: but they had a meeting.
4: And when you meet with somebody else to help somebody else, that's the program. Thank God for Bill W., Bill D., Dr. Bob, and the doctor. Okay? And I sign off.
0: Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you, Angela D. Amy
7: E., good morning. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, fellow visionaries. Amy E. in Ohio, abstinent and grateful. Um, Mm -hmm. Many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. That just reminds me, and this isn't a hospital. This isn't an award for alcoholics in a hospital. It just reminds me that God isn't in a church or a synagogue or out there somewhere. He is the divine third in our interactions with other people. It says in the preceding paragraph, uh, with hearts and minds attuned to the welfare of others, that's where God is in the work that I do with my heart and my mind attuned to the welfare of others. It's what uh, the 10th, 11th, and 12th step helps me to do each and every day to whenever I get out of sorts to turn to God, uh, according to the instructions about working a 10th step, a spot check inventory, um, praying and meditating and improving my conscious contact with others and then spreading this message to the other suffering compulsive overeater. Um, it just humbles me to, read this and to remind myself where I am to keep my heart and my mind each and every day. And that attitude of gratitude expressed in the preceding paragraph, too. You know, the things which matter so much to some people no longer signify much to them. How could they? I love that question that Bill W. puts to us. Um, When I'm in the midst of fear, gripped with worry, gripped with trying to control others and get them to do what I want them to do, my ambitions, my little plans and designs, my desire to make a lot of money, be famous, be known, have a good reputation among my peers, have a big house, have a nice house. You know, how could these things matter to me when I've been plucked from the despair of compulsive overeating? It really helps me put my heart and my mind in the right place. Thank you. When I pass.
0: Thank you, to Amy E. Stephanie C. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, thank you.
8: Good morning, everyone. My name is Stephanie C., and I'm calling from Houston, Texas, gratefully recovered, compulsive, over and bulimic. Um, I wanted to share this morning because I, the, I have actually underlined the part where it says, many of us have felt for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls. I'm really grateful um, that I don't actually have to be at this hospital to recover or to have found recovery. And that's what I think is so incredible about this program, how you can be anywhere and recover. Um, I can be in the phone meeting and I can feel the power of God within its walls, which, you know, are non-existent. I'm just looking at a room right now. I'm in my bedroom and I can feel God by just tuning into this meeting. I can get spiritually fit and feel that connection by just listening to everybody share. Because we're all together, and and there's something about that—that collectiveness—and um—and that—that I feel the presence, and I think that, the way that that transcends from the hospital to Texas to, you know, Israel to all over—that is, there's something to be said about how powerful um, this program is, and how long it's been working, and not having to be unchanged in any way. Um, So I I really wanted to just say that anytime I go to a meeting live in person, I feel the presence and power of God within this wall. Anytime that I, you know, listen to this meeting, I feel the presence of God within, you know, the meeting. And I just think that's incredibly cool. So I I really wanted to share that. And also um, how grateful I am that Dr. Silkworth was willing to – Believe and willing to to do this work because um, regardless of what the consequences may be. So for his work, it, it was just so it was just so selfless, and um, I just wish I can be that selfless when helping others too. So I just want to you know lead by his example and by everyone else on the line. And thank you so much for letting me share, and thank you for being um, in this meeting because it helps me feel God when I'm not connected. So thank you so much for letting me share. Have a
0: beautiful day, everybody. Thank you, Stephanie C. Debra
5: W. Good morning, Debra. Debra press star 1. Hi everybody. This is Debra W in Grand Rapids and um I'm a compulsive overeater. Oh, uh, this I You know, it's amazing how the book is written and you can sit and read and think and get ideas and um, meditate or share on just a a few lines of it. And and there's something that's just magical about the book. It's really amazing and it's always like this really, isn't it? Well, it is often for me that I can look at some things and just there's so much in it and sometimes just in a few words. The thing that was on my mind this morning – that very first line related to um alcoholics anonymous is more than attending gatherings and visiting hospitals and then they go he goes on to say how you know it's cleaning up old scrapes helping to settle family differences and then the last part too lending money and securing jobs for each other and it wasn't specifically that but it was more just the whole like the there is something that happens and i and i I think that as a compulsive overeater sometimes um I'm I tend to isolate and I think some, I I see it in sometimes others, but for sure me, I will tend to isolate and I don't necessarily, you know, as a compulsive overeater, I wasn't out eating socially with other people. That wasn't what I did. If I was going to eat when I was in my disease, thank God, a long time ago, I would have done that by myself, you know, and I don't know how other people in other programs do it, but there is a bond that you can even see visually within some other groups and you hear it here in these comments you know this bond of really getting in there and helping people and and sometimes i do wonder if it has to do with a little bit maybe it's a little bit more natural for some to bond i don't know but i know i have to work at it and last night i was i was leaving my family and there are some family differences but we've worked through so much in the program i've been able to help with that part and work through so much in the program and i feel like god has just done a miracle and some of those family differences just become life you know and when i left what i um i was so glad that i was inspired to text somebody in our local program and she right away wrote me back and she just said can you call me we need to talk wasn't that nice i was lovely you know and just to be able to reach out to someone and and Whenever you do, or for me, whenever I do, I might reach out and need for something. Then I find for some reason God has put me in that person's place, too, at that moment, which is how it happened, and, and that person needed the connection, too, but hadn't necessarily reached out. And, and I think we both had a better night because of it all. And just this whole way of living, you look at a story like this and, and how this person and their inspiration helped us to get there. It's a real gift, and um, thanks or, uh, let me share this morning for y'all' service.
0: Bye. Hey, thank you, Deborah W, for sharing your experience, strength, and health with us. And good morning, Larry K.
9: Good morning, Santa. Um, thanks so much, uh, Larry. Larry, uh, recovered uh, compulsive reader. So, um, yeah, you know, I, you know, it's it's really amazing, you know, this transformation that we make. And so here we read, you know, where it talks about, you know, in one of uh, and one of uh, one of these there, there's a well-known hospital for the treatment of alcoholic and drug addiction and um you know what's really cool is is kind of to to learn about you know Towns Hospital you know this was you know 1917 Charles uh, Towns uh founded this this Manhattan Bay Hospital at the turn of the century and it was kind of set up as a drying out facility and what I find interesting is he wrote a uh Uh, an article for a journal at the time the modern hospital magazine and and what he said was interesting one of the things he asserted and I quote there is no such thing as curing a case of alcoholism there is nothing on earth you can do to prevent any human being from taking up the use of alcohol again if he wants to so even back then you know in 1917 you know um, there was no uh, real you know, treatment, you know, for these folks. And, uh, and here we are, you know, we have, here we are in 2015 as a result of, uh, you know, as a result of, of bill and having his experience at town's hospital and all the things that came before him, you know, from Dr. Young, uh, and, uh, and then later through the Oxford group, um, things being passed on to Ebby. And then to build that here we are today and we see, again, that we have in Dr. Silkworth identifying the allergy of the body that I could do nothing about, and yet I have an obsession of the mind. And somehow with this, you know, with this uh, practical program of action, with these steps, you know, that obsession of the mind for me was was taken right out of me. It was extracted. It's not there you know, and if I was cocky and felt as though I was cured, which I do not, it's one of the reasons I'm here this, you know, this morning, every morning, um, you know, it would be a different story. But um, I believe that, you know, we continue on and, you know, many of us have felt for the first time, as it says here, the presence and power of God. You know, within its walls our our walls, if you will, here we're on the line and uh, we're listening to other people. It reinforces for me when I hear your voices, people have, who have recovered, people who, who are also on the, the beam of recovery, you know, with there's a sense of hope we see in others uh, what we want to have. And I was uh, that person as well. So it's a truly amazing thing. And thank God for for this program and for Alcoholics Anonymous. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. And thank you to everyone for being respectful of the time. And we are on page 161 cheering on that very last paragraph. Who else would like to comment on what was read?
10: Joe, so, like It's Vasa. P. H. Vasa. O. Reva, P. Nancy. Karen. R.
0: Karen. C. Okay, this is who I have so far: I have Chelsea H, Vasa O, Reva P, Nancy R, and Karen C. Anyone else? All right, Chelsea H, you're up. Good morning, Chelsea.
11: Good morning, Santa. Thanks for your service. I'm Chelsea H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater for today, and um, I want to share on. We are greatly indebted to the doctor in attendance there. Where he, although it might prejudice his own work, has told us of his belief in ours. And his belief in their work, um, my um, study of the book has taught me that Dr. Silkworth gave us the physical part. He gave us that whole part of our physical, and Carl Young, as uh, Larry shared, gave us the spiritual. So I find it interesting that we had two doctors that really are at the crux of our program. Because when Roland Hazard was with Carl Jung, uh, Dr. Carl Jung, who is, by the way, an atheist, an agnostic, so it's really interesting. That even brings more, because he gave us the spiritual part. He said on page 27... To Roland, that vital spiritual experience of what were required, he said that um, they appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements, ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men, are suddenly cast to one side and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. So that's the spiritual part right there, and Roland gave it to Ebby because Roland gave it to Ebby when um, Ebby told Bill that he was about to go to jail, and two men came and saved him from that. Well, that was Roland Hazard and another guy, and the judge was Roland's uncle. So this whole thing has, in my opinion, this is just my opinion now, this whole thing, the we of that, it's more than just Bill and Dr. Bob. It's a number of people that are responsible for this whole way of life that we live now, and it is a WE program. And I just really find it very interesting and very rewarding, actually, for me, because the presence of the power of God as I understand God, because that was the key that Ebby said to Bill, why don't you choose your own conception? So I just think that this whole book, Well, yes, it might be divinely inspired. It might be all these other things. But the truth of the matter is it is a collective body that brings us this um, whole spiritual way of living. And it has to do with getting rid of self and becoming other-centered for me. I'm talking for myself. But I just like to have uh, um, information, and I find that I love studying the book, and I love studying the history. And, again, I just find that it's really interesting that two doctors – Gave us this um, way of life, and that one was an agnostic. Naturally, is close to my heart. So, thank you for everybody. Thanks a lot for letting me share. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Chelsea H. And Vasa O. Good morning, Vasa.
10: Good morning, everyone. And I'm Vasa. Thank you, Sonia, for for your service. And Vasa O. Recover compulsive overeater calling from Massachusetts. And again, I'm just so, so grateful to God for bringing me into OA and to Dr. Bill and Dr. Bob and everyone else that designed this program. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And there's no graduation for me. You know, I've been coming to the program for 29 years, almost 29 years. And again, there's no graduation. The more I come, the more I learn, the more I heal. And the minute I came to OA, I felt the 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 spirit the spirit, of, the spirit of God there. Um, I started connecting, you know, with people and I you know, and I felt like I was not alone. And um I would have never I, I would have died from this disease. I had no clue what was happening with me, you know. And to learn about the allergy and the mental obsession, finally the solution that I had, I, I, didn't have any, have a, I didn't have a hope from, for, for it, you know. And I, you know, I still go to my home meeting, you know. It's on Tuesday night, and it goes up and down, up and down. It's very small now, you know. And we started reading the big book right from the beginning. You know, we're trying to bring people back, you know. And, uh, I, you know, I used to travel years ago. There weren't as many meetings now you know, the technology, the, the you know, the meetings on the phone, what a gift I can get on it every morning, you know. I don't have to get dressed. I don't have to travel far away and wear and tear in my car and burning gas. And, you know, this, I just feel just as, I can get just as much on the phone meetings, just as much, I probably even more on the phone bridge, on you know, on the vision for you. So, I, yes, I was, you know, I'm so grateful for the person that led me to the meetings and, you know, my sponsor led me to God. And the, the, I remember hearing the promises at the beginning. I wanted, I wanted those promises so bad. And I remember paying attention how the program worked and then the promises at the end. And they, <clears throat> excuse me, they've been coming true for me one by one. And I'm so so grateful to God and for the vision for you and the big book and for everything and this is it you know we spread it to others uh, you know it breaks my heart when I see people suffering with this disease out there, and sometimes I just want to go and shake them and tell them you know, but you know I can't intrude you know when the when God Puts the right people, you know, when's the right time, right place, you know, then I say something, you know. And at the beginning I was chasing people. Now I just wait for, you know, uh, for God to show me, you know, when and how to say something. So I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for the people that have designed this program. And I'm say, so grateful for everything that God has done for me, to me, in, you know, all these years. And it, it is a miracle for me. This is how this program works. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasta O, and Reva P. Good morning, Reva.
12: Good morning. This is Reva P, recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto. This paragraph um, makes me think of two things. First of all, it um, demonstrates as a vision the growth of this um, program. And um, that reminds me that when um, something is divinely inspired, as I believe this program is, it has a natural ripple effect. And it just multiplies and is rippled and spread um, on its own momentum. And, um, you know, as was shared previously It's awesome to me that I got a little bookmark at one of my face to face meetings with the contact for this Vision for You meeting, and it's become one of the most important things in my program uh, recently. And that we're now starting one here in Toronto, like right here, there's a ripple effect, um, because there's nothing like this, although we have tons and tons of meetings in this city. Um, So, you know, when I'm on the beam and I'm inspired by my higher power, things unfold with god's momentum i don't need to make things happen it just happens because it's right because it's divinely inspired um and that's what this is showing me about the meetings all over the eastern coast the second thing that struck me is about you know this dr silkworth it might prejudice his own work so he was going out of the mainstream of what the medical um philosophy and protocol was for alcoholics. Um, You know, it was totally against the grain. And he took a risk. He might not have been very popular. He might have had a lot of criticism if this whole thing just flopped. And that reminds me, when I am working the steps and in right um, alignment with my higher power, I am guided to do things that are right. It's not always the popular thing. It's not always um, the best for my ego. It's not always the best financially. Um, You know, if I need to be honest or make amends in that area. And I do it anyway because it's right. Um, And, you know, I just do it so personally and professionally i sometimes need to go out of the mainstream if i'm following my higher powers guidance and working the steps of this program um and it's so much more peaceful um which is ironic to me um so that's all i have to share and i pass thank you
0: thank you reva p nancy r good
1: morning
13: Hi, good morning. My name is Nancy Ara. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And I am just so grateful that my higher power led me to Overeaters Anonymous. I left, and he led me back, and I've been back since '93 because I know there's no other way, other way, way, way for me to go, no place else for me to go. And the good news is that I don't want to go anyplace, and for that I am so grateful. Uh, I really appreciate the shares that I hear. I'm fascinated by those who have a lot of historical information to share. I want to comment on just the phrase "the presence and power of God." Uh, for a lot of years, I just felt that something was missing. I would go to meetings, and I would I would feel that something was missing. I had the uh, the honor of working on the East Coast during the summers, and they had some very strong, uh, what I consider strong meetings with large numbers of people, and I would sit in the meetings and try to absorb what those people had. And when I would come back to my home meetings in Chicago, I would feel that, you know, if only I could move permanently to the East Coast, I could get what they had. And, you know, I'm so happy today that I am recovered, uh, and it doesn't matter today if I go into a meeting if there are two people there or if there are 200 people. It really does not matter if they are talking about recovery, because I discover that my recovery does not come from the people that are there. Uh, my recovery comes from a power greater than myself. That's one whom I choose to call God, and today I feel the presence and power of God in the meetings that I attend because I take that power and presence with me at all times. I must, I must stay connected to that power and that presence. And so when I go into meetings, even if the meetings are, if people are not talking about what I deem, after today I've discovered I don't know that much, I don't know what God has in in mind for that those people. I'm not critical anymore. I just share my truth. I share my truth. Uh, I, see, I know that God has saved me from uh, a disease that was killing me, and it's my responsibility. I don't care what they're talking about or how off-base I might think they are. When I get a chance, I share, you know, how I was, what happened, and how I am now. And uh, I, I keep I, I, I keep my uh, pictures with me, and uh, you know, someone wants to see how I look before. This is how I look. This is how because a lot of newcomers are only interested in the physical, and uh, when I tell them I'm maintaining a hundred plus pound loss for since '93, uh, you know, somebody is interested. And if not, you know, I'm I'm re- I've been reinforced what my higher power has done for me. And and it's only through this program that I have really been able to find the access to the the true power, the one that was able to save me. And uh, I'm indebted. I'm indebted to all of the old-timers, to Dr. Silkworth, to everybody that uh, is responsible for the development. I'm indebted to you who come on here every day, to all the wonderful people that God has put in my life that helped me to stay in this path one day at a time. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Nancy R. And Karen C. Good morning, Karen.
2: Hello. It's Karen T. as in thankful, and I'm from Louisiana, Um, and I'm so grateful to be here live. I listen a lot, um, recorded, but it's such an honor to be here alive. I want to Um, pick up on what some other people have said about our indebtedness to Dr. Silkworth. I can just imagine his work with alcoholism and spending his life working with alcoholics just to see them get patched up in town's hospital and then come back. You know, it was kind of a rotating door where alcoholics would get dried out, as someone else said, and then they'd come back and um, how baffling that must have been for the doctors of that time. And it reminds me of how baffled I was by this disease. I did not have the information that Dr. Silkworth gave us, that it's the first bite, in my case, of um, my binge food that can set off the phenomenon of craving. And one example in my life I have for you is that... um, I remember I lost thirty pounds, and the number got to my goal on the scale so i was this is before I was in l a and I had dieted down and lost thirty pounds and When the scale hit the number that I wanted, I decided that I could have reward myself with a little and so um Without knowing it, that was the first time I had eaten my binge food in the period that it took me to lose the 30 pounds. And so I had one helping of something. And the next day, I could not stay away. And I hated myself, the condemnation of myself. You know, Karen, you just lost 30 pounds, and now you can't get a day without eating, overeating? You know, what is wrong with you? You just did it for however many months it took me to lose 30 pounds. And now you can't even have one day. What is wrong? And unbeknownst to me, I had set off the phenomenon of craving, and I couldn't get one day. So, you know, this is a cunning, baffling, and powerful disease, and the information that was gathered to put AA together and to put this big book together has saved my life has saved my life so thank you all so much for vision for you and it's such an honor to be able to share this morning and with that i pass
0: thank you karen t you're welcome thank you for sharing your experience strength and hope with us this morning thank we you. have time for approximately two to three more shares. who else would like to comment on what was read
14: this is Roslyn c
0: Rosalind c Anyone else would like to comment? Penny C. Penny C. Okay, Rosalyn C. You're up.
14: Hi, Santa. Rosalyn C. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Ohio. I just wanted to hone in on the the time that uh the time of six years ago that one of the patients was there. It just stood out to me because of the move. It, it continued to grow. I mean someone is telling someone else and they're getting to see this, this movement of the alcoholics who recovered and that had to be an awesome uh, feeling, just an awesome uh, event that these men and women were recovered from a seemingly hopeless disease and just, I mean, that just kind of just stood out for me, and that the presence of, of and the power of God uh, was there with them to uh, um, just, just. I mean, I, I just some, some speechless. I just can't even really speak on it. But it just stood out that it just is a movement that continues to grow, and not only back then, but now today, it's more than six, and I can't even calculate. But because we see and feel and know that there is a presence of a higher power. Um and we experience that um, um that growth of the movement. Uh we're here today on this line and on this call, sharing with one another and and, and feeling like we're in a place of home uh when we're together. So I, I just appreciate immensely uh the start of AA and the start of this particular uh, meeting, and um, I just wanted to say that, and I'm thankful, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Roslyn C.
0: Thank you so much. Penny C. Good morning, Penny.
15: Good morning. Thank you, Santa, for leading this morning. Thank you, everybody who's here to make this meeting what it is. This is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overreader, um, just south of Boston. I'm looking at this, this sentence about you know have feeling for the first time the presence and power of God within its walls and and this reminds me of of how you know when i started coming to big book meetings on the phone and then especially when i when i was um coming to a vision for you and i heard the strong recovery and and you know i oh this is this is so good um and gradually, I'd be going to my face-to-face meeting—one I'd been to for twenty-some years—and it just got to be, um, oh, this is this is—they're not—they're not talking about the steps, you know. I was becoming very critical of what was going on there, and instead of doing something about it, I just decided, well, I'm just not going to go to face-to-face meetings anymore. And then and I thank thank the man who said it on a special edition one morning when someone asked about that and he said if you're not going to your face to face meetings because you judge that they're not strong and they're not talking about what you know, the steps and recovery, then what are you doing about it? And that very, very Saturday morning I took myself back to the meeting I had been absent from for so long. And, and before I went, God helped me to realize that what I needed to do is to walk into that meeting, which I still do every time I go to a face-to-face meeting, saying to myself, remember, Penny, you're not here to judge or to criticize, but to share the recovery you've been so generously given. And you know what? That's exactly what I'm feeling at this point at that meeting. The presence and power of God is within those walls, and I really believe that God used me and a couple of other people to to literally into, to to make a change in the attitude of that meeting, so that people who we're talking about anything but the steps are now saying that they're in, in the steps and the recovery is there and uh, it's just it's just miraculous the presence of god is within those walls and i feel it and other people have shared that they feel it as well so i guess my my message and and what i need to remember for myself is that you know we may be just one person but, you know, there's that, that saying that let it begin with me. Let it begin with me, and if that meeting is not what I'd like it to be, and they're not talking about the steps, and you don't feel the presence of God, then we can bring it there. That's, our, that's I believe that's our, our role, to bring it there. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Penny C., we have time for one more quick share before ending this meeting. Melissa C. I'm sorry, Melissa C? Yes, yes. Good morning, Melissa.
16: Hi, good morning, good morning. I I slept in and I woke up and it's perfect time. <laughs> uh, this is Melissa C recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um yeah, I too wanted to talk about the presence and power of God. Within its walls. And, you know, yes, God was present in that hospital they're referring to. And and God was present in my first OA meeting, in my last OA meeting um, this morning, you know, alongside me as I listen and participate in this meeting. um, You know, when I saw my sponsor one day in Lowe's, who became my sponsor in Lowe's, um, it was like a happy. You know, a a chance meeting, I ran into her. You know, every time I speak with one of my sponsees, um, God's presence and power is there. And I used to feel uneasy by all the God talk. I used to need to substitute the fellowship, my sponsor, even a food plan, you know, as the higher power. And today, my conception of God has evolved and grown, and, you know, it includes the fellowship, my sponsors, all of them past, present, and maybe even future. Um, It even includes my sponsees and my food plan as well. You know, all of it is my higher power. Um, My higher power encompasses it all, you know, because God is everything or he's nothing. And to me, God is everything. And I can feel this loving connection to others today and acceptance for myself and my fellows. And, you know, when I'm asked how I've lost so much weight, um, I'm learning to release the fear of how others view me if I answer honestly. You um, so, know, I've had a spiritual awakening and I have a connection to a higher power and that's what's saving me. You know, like the doctor here who might prejudice his own work, um, I have a responsibility to honestly carry the message. So when people ask me, you know, I can't talk about the diet, I can't talk about the food plan, I have to talk about what recovery is. and because my recovery depends on my willingness to give it away and to share the truth. Um, thank you, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa C., and thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer well, Sharon R.S. please read A Vision for You, A Book is Meant to Be Suggestive Only? Good morning, Sharon.
17: Good morning, Santa, and good morning to all those on the line. I'm Sharon R.S. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.